0: and the mighty men of God who walked this earth. And we want to chase after it. And the Lord said he's going to start to bring healings in this house. Okay, so I believe that. And it's going to increase. So in saying that, then he turned my attention to this scripture. And he said, "The king, As you go preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons freely you have received freely give it's for free and so i want to encourage us to start not only maybe today we'll see how we go we'll start praying for those that aren't well in this house but i want you to look out for the sick i want you to start to look out for the sick and say i know somewhere You know, a bit like Elijah, I prayed this morning. Where Elisha takes on the mantle of Elijah's, where is the God of Elijah? And people are going today, where is the God of Elijah? Where is the God of the Old Testament? Where is the God of the New Testament? Where is the God of the book of Acts? And it's for now for us to take up, I can tell you, with everything within me, that's the season we are entering in because we've looked to other things we've been dependent on so much more and and i I just feel like almost the father the son and the spirit are going come you've done it your way have you had enough are you tired you know now you can't do it without me and it's like yeah please come lord and He is going to come to all those that are open to it. So we're going to worship a little bit more, but I want us to be open to the more God has. Stretch yourself, Bianca. Just one more thing, Bianca. Do you want to share that vision? I just want yeah, Bianca got a vision, and so I just wanted her to share that, and then we'll enter into worship, and you know wherever the Lord leads us, and we'll get to wherever we need to get to. Yeah. So, um, firstly,
1: prayer prayer was wild this morning like wild holy spirit wild and I long for the days where literally we have to move out of that little room into here because prayer is so big and um, it was so good this morning but while we were praying we were all really in one accord I can absolutely tell you and all the words were so similar but the vision that I had was such a beautiful picture and so basically I saw God getting a big paintbrush And he was mixing this paint and I saw that the paint actually was red paint and it was coming straight out of his heart. So I saw this paint coming straight out of his heart and he was painting it across the congregation, literally all over the congregation, over every single person. And mum saw it when she saw it as well. She said that she saw not one person was missed, not one, because he does not want one person to miss out. And he said that I am painting you all with the same brush, from the same paint, with the same glory, with the same heart and it was all about his love and it flowed out of his heart because it was all about his love and he is painting us and he is marking us for his glory and he said Bianca this isn't the kind of paint that can be removed this your glory this morning, would you paint us all with this same brush, Lord, the master artist, the divine creator, God, mark us for it in Jesus' name.
0: Just before we go to one thing, because I want to enter into where we need to go, Daryl, do you want to pray for Brian Simmons, and he'll explain, he got a message from Brian Simmons, who's really not well, so yeah.
2: Awesome, how many of you know who Brian Simmons is? Translation Bible. I don't you ever read the Passion Translation. He's a mighty man. I just got a message from somebody connected to Brian and just said he's not doing well. And there have been a diagnosis of COVID near him, but he actually has double pneumonia right now. And so we're just gonna pray for him and believe as a body. He, the work that Brian has done has, I believe, instigated and ushered in outpouring, revival, and activation over many nations throughout the earth. And it's not just the Passion Translation. Brian has systematically translated all different bi- sorry, Bibles into all different translations and different languages as he has impacted the world with the Word of God. And I just want to encourage you right now. we can engage. But I'm going to teach you something. It's very hard to pray for people while you're sitting down. So stand up because you need to engage your inner core. Some of you don't want to stand up. Some of you are like, oh, why do we need to get a stand-up right now. So, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we declare that Brian Simmons will live and not die and proclaim what the Lord has done in the name of Jesus. We thank you right now for entire healing to every part of his body in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you that both of his lungs would start to breathe easy from now in the name of Jesus. We thank you, God, that his body would reject that pneumonia. Father, we thank you that it wouldn't be double pneumonia, but it would be double blessing. And so, Father, we thank you that there will be a day of turnaround. Today, tonight, will be a day and night of turnaround for Brian in the name of Jesus. We thank you right now for everything that he has has done. And we declare that his assignment is not finished. That his assignment is not finished. Father, we thank you right now that he will complete the good work that you predestined for him to walk out while he's on the earth in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Come on. Can I just do one thing quickly? Can you just start doing a beat? I just want to just shift something just really quick in the atmosphere. Can you just, yeah, just a bit faster. We need to get a little bit more movement. Yeah, there you go. Cool. Can you guys just follow along? I know you probably have some kind of... uh, to get ready. a governmental assembly and it says in your word decree a thing and it will be established so right now we're going to go back into that and i'm telling you right now as we start to declare as we start to proclaim that the glory of the lord will fall j right now. This is the declaration that marks our gathering. The gathering today is the declaration that the Lion of Judah is roaring over the territory of New South Wales. How many of you know that the Lion of Judah is roaring right now? And how many of you know that we are called to partner with him in taking back lost ground? taking back lost ground and that is who we are and that's what we're being called to do in this season and i just want to encourage you that that song now actually resonates in your spirit as a part of the ecclesia the apostolic assembly of god in sydney australia and God is going to resonate that into your spirit. There's going to be a resonance, and you are start going to start to be singing that as you walk along. And I want to encourage you in something. None of you guys maybe like doing things, but I just want to partner with God in the roar of the Lord. And so after three, I'm going to get you guys to roar, and I know you've done it many times before. But after three, I want you guys to partner with this and roar. How many of you got a good roar? Sometimes the guy's like... It's not good. And if I see that you're not doing a good roar, man, I'll come to you and put you on the spot and give you the microphone. Okay, so after three, I want a good roar, partnering with the roar of the lion of the tribe of Judah. One, two, three. Roar! Okay, that was okay. Let's do it one more time. It was okay, come on. Normal's like, come on, Pastor, what's going on? Okay, let's go again after three. One, two, three. Roar! Come on, did that feel a bit better? bit better, now I want you to think about the city of Sydney, the city centre of Sydney and after three, we're going to rule over the city centre of Sydney, the CBD area, after three, one, two, three, in Jesus' name, come on and everybody said, amen, come on, so good, isn't God good, let's give him a shout of praise in this place, come on, that wasn't a shout of praise, let's give him a shout of
3: praise in this place, come on.
0: Thanks, Daryl. Thanks, guys. Well, that's great. Don't you love when a prophet comes in the house. Come on. Shake everyone up. <laughs> so good. Thank you, Lord. Don't get comfortable. Don't take a sitting down posture in your spirit this morning. Just a few things. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Do whatever you have to do this morning, Lord. Bring a shift in our lives. Lift off complacency. The enemy has taken ground. Lord, right now, I ask forgiveness. I repent. And right now, I stand, and I pray this church stands with me as we repent, Lord. For not taking the ground. For not taking the places. You said to Joshua, wherever you tread your foot, I will give you. And Father, forgive us. We haven't done that in this land, Lord. We've let everybody else take ground. Everybody else takes space and occupy when we should have been the ones to occupy. We repent, Lord. But I ask now that you'd push back, Lord, that we would push back, that the Spirit of the Lord would raise a standard against the enemy because this is a spiritual battle. And right now we declare we will push back, We will arise with you, with our champion. You are our Gabor. You are the line of the tribe of Judah. You are the captain. You are the Lord of hosts, the armies of heaven. And we stand with you and you are invincible. And right now, Lord, as we've uh, declared our repentance, we declare our loyalty to you. And Father God, whatever it is you ask us, we pray we would say yes and amen to in Jesus' name. Just thought I'd say that while we're at it. Just sense the Lord. Pressing me that way, which is great. So uh, look, I want to really go straight to the message while we're in in this atmosphere, but I did want to pray for the home group leaders, but you know what, what we might do is, you know, while these guys are here, we might do it at the end rather than now, I think we should just go straight into the message to be honest, so we're just going to go straight there, so I just want to introduce Pastor Daryl Crawford Marshall, would you give him a great Yeah, applause. Now, just want to let you know, I've called him Pastor, Pastor Daryl Crawford Marshall, but he's a prophet with a capital P, capital P, let me tell you. And I could stand here and, and let you know who he hangs around with, who he knows all over the world globally and all that, but I won't do that. But just know that he's on assignment. He's here on mission. He's here just to spend time in this church and unlock and release something of the destiny of God within you, within us, as a body of believers in this house, okay? And we need to step up to the plate. We need to receive. So open your hearts and stretch yourself because we're going to be stretched. And I'll get Daryl to introduce Phil and Sharon. He's from a church called the Field of Dreams in Adelaide. And I tell you what, they're packing a big punch for who they are. So thanks, Daryl. Thanks. Come on. That's good.
2: That's a, that was a, a good golf clap. Thank you so much. Um, <laughs> just kidding. It's all right. I'm just joking. I'm not that guy. Uh, <laughs> it's what it is. Uh, li- hey, listen, guys, I'm so excited to be here. I really believe and I know that God is on the move right now in Australia. How many of you know that's true? Okay, three of you believe that, but it really is. How many of you know that that's true? God is on the move. We need to to actually acknowledge that because if we don't, it's hard for us to sometimes receive what he's doing. Does that make sense? And so I'm really blessed to be here from South Australia. We send our love from South Australia, uh, Adelaide, Field of Dreams Church, and I'm so blessed to have Sharon and Phil Jericho with us. We'll hear from Phil in a minute. And we have just been, we really are here on assignment. I had a number of things that God was saying, I asked the Lord, what am I supposed to be doing? And he goes, I want you to go to Sydney for the thing that I've been speaking to Bianca about. And I was like, oh, wow, that's awesome. And so we're here, and I'm starting to see so much more about what God is doing, about the frequency, about the sound that's coming out of this house, because it resonates with me. Because it's the frequency and the sound that we're carrying. And I love that. And we'll be talking about that in a few minutes. But is everyone doing all right? Okay, cool. So we're going to move into loads of cool stuff today. And I really want your hearts to be open to receive, again, what the Lord is speaking. Because this is going to be a word in season. This is really, I believe, can be quite transformative. Because when we catch what God is speaking, we actually start to unlock the grace that we need to fulfill what God is releasing over us. How many of you know that's good? Okay. Yeah, come on. There we go. Awesome. Okay. So let's pray first and then we're going to hear from Phil and then we're going to move into something that I'm feeling. So Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we thank you for everything that you're going to release into this place. We welcome the angels that are assigned and on assignment today to empower your people, minister to your people according to your purposes. For their world and so father right now we speak a blessing over this house we thank you god that anything that's transferable from our house to here we thank you god that it would be imparted today in the name of jesus and we thank you that as a result of what is released here today that each and every person sitting here would leave feeling encouraged empowered and equipped to be able to step into the new season that you've got for each of them in the name of jesus and everybody said. So, Amen. Awesome. Well, let's welcome Phil. Phil's going to come and just tell us what he's been feeling. Come on. (laughs) Welcome, Phil.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, guys. Um, I've got a scripture in my heart for you guys, and it's in um, 2 Samuel 19, 31. Just to give you the background, it's when... um, Absalom's been killed, and they're bringing David back as king um, to Jerusalem. So I'm just going to read now from verse 31. Berizai, the Gilite, don't you love those words, also came down from Roglam to cross the Jordan with the king and to send him on his way from there. Now Berizai was very old, 80 years of age. He had provided for the king during his stay in Mahanam, for he was a very wealthy man. The king said to Brazillai, cross over with me and stay with me in Jerusalem and I will provide for you. Cross over with me and stay with me in Jerusalem and I will provide for you. But Brazillai answered the king, How many more years will I live that I should go on in Jerusalem with the king? I'm now 80 years old. Can I tell the difference between what is enjoyable and what is not? Can your servant taste what he eats and drinks? Can I still hear the voices of male and female singers? Why should your servant be an added burden to my lord, the king? So Brazili is a godly man. He's 80 years old. And yet you compare him with Caleb. Caleb in Joshua 14. read. So here I am today, 85 years of age. They're the same age. I'm still as strong today as the day Moses sent me out, as I was then. Now give me the hill country that the Lord promised to me today. You've got two men here, but they've got different mindsets. It's not so much the age, it's the mindset. You can be 20 and you can be 80, 90 in your thinking and think it's over. Or you can be 80 and think it's 20 and you're saying, God, give me the high country. Give me my mandate. Give me what's on my scroll next. Give it to me. Give it to me. It doesn't matter with age. It's your hunger. It's for your heart. Oh. Brazili. Brazili came up with all the excuses. He says, Oh, I can't taste my food anymore. I don't know if it's good wine or bad wine. I can't hear the voices. But then he goes on and he says, Your servant will cross over the Jordan with the king for a short distance. Don't start the track and then retreat. Don't go. And then it goes on and it says, but here is your servant, Kimham. Let him cross over for my Lord, the king. Do for him whatever you wish. He's passing on what he could have had. It says, come over with me. Stay with me. You dwell with God and he'll provide for you. He'll provide for you. And I believe that's the challenge today. That's the challenge today. When I was preparing this, guys, I just saw um, I saw a railway station, and um, there were people on the platform. Not lots, but there was people on the platform, and they're waiting for the train. And they're going, "Is this the one to catch? Is this the one? Is this the one?" And I believe God's saying, "God, just get on the train. Don't wait. Don't wait." It's not a matter of, is this the one, God? Is that the one? Just get on the train and God will take care, for, care of you. Yeah. So, guys, that's what I just, again, come across the Jordan with us, stay in Jerusalem, stay in the Lord, and he'll provide for you.
2: So good. And that is kind of what I feel to speak this morning in, in line with what Phil was just saying, this concept of come with me, this f- concept concept of come with me. And I'm going to talk to you about two scriptures, and I'm going to pray for a couple of people. Um, but I just want to look at two scriptures, so that way when you leave, you're not going to have 20 scriptures to go through this week, but you're just going to have two that you can meditate on. How many of you know that's good? It actually really is. And so I want to look at, first of all, I'm going to look at Judges 1, and we're going to go from verse 1 to verse 4. This isn't a long passage. For you guys i'm not saying you can't handle it i'm not there but sometimes it's good to be able to give some people some bite-sized pieces of meat that they can chew on throughout the week and even probably throughout the month ahead so if you can throw that up for me judges chapter 1 verse 1 we're going to go down to verse, verse 4 and i'm going to superimpose this scripture with another scripture and so i'm going to start now it says this now after the death of joshua It came to pass that the children of Israel asked the Lord, saying, Who shall go up first for us against the Canaanites to fight against them? And the Lord said, who's going to go up first? Judah. Judah. Everyone say Judah. Judah. It's important because this is a name that's going to be marking your next season. Judah Mm -hmm. shall go up first. Indeed, I have delivered the... Land what hold on, they haven't even gone up yet. Hold on, they haven't even set their foot to drive forwards. Because the people, the children are saying, Who are we going to send up first? And what does the Lord reply? He says, Judah will go up first because I have already predestined. Everyone say predestined. Come on. <laughs> I have delivered the land into his hand. And uh, you can keep going. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go down another couple of verses. So Judah said to Simeon, his brother, "Come up with me to my allotted territory, that we may fight against the Canaanites, and I will likewise go with you to your allotted territory." And Simeon went with him. And let's do the last verse here, just the verse four. Okay. Then Judah went up. And the Lord, everyone say delivered, delivered the Canaanites. I think we we think the, the and 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 the uh, parasites uh, into their hand, and they killed ten thousand at Bezek. Doesn't it say in the word that two can set ten thousand to flight? This is really interesting. What I want to talk to you today about is I want to talk to you about alignment and I wanna talk to you about forerunning. Everyone say forerunning. And everyone say alignment. This I believe is one of the things, I don't think I'm coming here to give you the word of the Lord that everything is based on. I believe that you guys have been tracking the word of the Lord for the last however long. I mean, last time I was here was five years. I've got a little larger and bolder and all of you guys have got younger and better looking and I'm like starting to get a little bit depressed about that, but it's okay. but I just want to encourage you that I'm not here to bring a transformative word that changes everything you do. I don't believe that. But I do believe that I'm coming here to bring an alignment word that we can better hear the word of the Lord in season and really tap into that for the time to come. How many of you know that that's a good thing? This is a good, everyone say, this is a good thing. Everyone say, Daryl's a good, a good preacher. Okay, good. Okay, that was good. Okay, awesome. I don't need the uh, encouragement. I'm fine. Uh, It's just for you. And so Isaiah 61 verse 1. Now what I want to do when I'm preaching today with the message, I want you to not look at this as the next scripture. I want you to see this as the first scripture that's actually married and merged into Judges chapter 1. I want you to see it as the two are interlaid with one another. So like literally when you're reading Judges 1 this week, for the multiple hours that you'll be reading it, I'm sure. When you read Judges 1, I want you to remember that the, this scripture is actually going to be superimposed in this next season to the scripture Judges 1. So let's put up Isaiah 61, verse 1, a very famous piece of scripture. You know, Jesus is released from the desert and he, he releases this. And this is it says that the spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Because the Lord has, what does it say? Let's all read it together. Let's start again. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. Everybody, come on. To preach good tidings to the poor, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. To set at liberty those who are bound. Let me tell you this right now. How many of you believe that possibly there may be people in the region of New South Wales and Australia that could actually be in a spiritual and sometimes a physical prison? How many of you know that that's real? And so what I want to encourage you in is I believe that one of the things that God is speaking to you guys in this season is that you are about to take territory that you've never taken before. This is uh, that God has had you in a season where he's allowed this Beautiful um, inner work to be done. It says that the Lord will complete the good work that he started. He also says in Psalm 138 verse 8, the Lord will fulfill all that concerns me. And I believe that the Lord is saying to your house, the Lord will fulfill all that concerns you. That, That you have been set aside, set apart for such a time as this that you are here for this time, you're born for now. And what's really interesting is, we go, yeah, but we've had great seasons in the past, but sometimes forerunners start to look, or let's say this, forerunners, I'm gonna explain that in a minute, start to come into context even more. And I believe that this house is about to come into context. I believe that this house is about to come into context. The concept of a forerunner is somebody, and this is not complicated, I'm gonna give you the, the deep definition of a forerunner, Somebody that goes ahead. Somebody that goes ahead. Who, Lord, is going to cross over and take the territory first? Judah shall go first. Now, Judah has an allotted territory that he has to take, or they have as a tribe, have to go and take. But what is the first thing that Judah does when he's going to take the territory that's been allotted to him? What's the first thing he does? I just told you. Okay, let me. Okay, maybe we need more coffee this morning. But he said this. He said it says that he spoke to Simeon, and he said, "If you go up with me, I will go up with you." And the word or the name Judah is praise, and the name Simeon is God is listening. And I want to encourage you in this, that I feel like the Lord is saying that as you guys start to step into the new territory, wow, I can feel that right now, new territory that you start to take, I believe that there are going to be strategic partnerships where you actually partner with people to help them take the ground, which has been allotted to them as part of their inheritance, and they in turn will help support you, with the allotted ground that you will take which is part of your allotted inheritance and the lord has already given it into your hands because you were predestined before any of you were even born any of us were even born to take the ground for such a time as this how many people have been seeing the number 414 414 414 esther 414 you were born for such a time as this the reality is that god is saying that you guys are about to be awakened I'm not saying to see clearly why you're here. See, I think it's been an amazing time. And I believe that the pastoral and everything you guys have been doing, and not just the pastoral, but the the worship and everything, that you've been doing a level of contending. But what you've been doing, I don't believe you've just been kind of hanging out. I've actually believed that you've been holding ground. There's something about holding ground that people don't understand. You actually established something called, I'm not going to go into it, I did speak an amazing message once, and I'm sure you could YouTube it, but establishing a beachhead. And I just want to encourage you, I believe that you've established a beachhead here. And a beachhead is literally like a hub, a point that is established, which is your territory, and then you can go out from there. And I really believe that this is something that the Lord is moving you into now in this next season. I know sometimes when someone preaches like this, it feels a bit abstract. You're like... Well, hold on, Well, how does that change when I'm going to the ELC tomorrow? And how does it change when I'm doing this and this? But I believe that what the Lord is going to do is he's going to show you, as I said before, how the reality of your Isaiah 61 mandate, which is healing the sick, releasing those who have been in bondage and literally proclaiming liberty to the captives, that how that marries into your new season of adva- of advancement because i believe that what's going to start to happen is as you advance you are going to be able to see people both individually everyone say individually, individually. and corporately who need to partner with you to help, in order that they would be able to take their territory too but i believe that part of that will come by people being set Free to be able to align to the fullness of what God has called them to do. You see, today, again, and I said this yesterday, I believe this whole se- this whole time that I'm here is a divine alignment time. This is all about divine alignment. And the Lord is saying, if you start to see, and I know you guys are already there, you're probably far beyond this, if you start to see your mandate, start to see your appointment from God for this hour, for this season, if you start to see it, you start to realize it. And you start to say, we are taking territory here But let's show you how we're doing that. And I believe that you can't do that, and I know you're all here, but you can't do that without the Spirit of the Lord being upon you. See, the reality is we need to partner with God to get the grace to fulfill the mission and the mandate, and the way we get the grace is we incline our ear to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. When we align our ear to hear what God is saying, the heavenly support, the heavenly allies, everything that we need to accomplish, the mission before us is given to us. Why would God give us a task and not give us everything we need to accomplish it? Why would he do that? He is a good, good father who gives good gifts to his children and leads us into everything that we need. But let me tell you this, and I know you guys are going to love this, but let me tell you this, everyone's going, yeah, things might get a little, yeah, we're just waiting for everything to go back to normal. Things aren't going back to normal. They're not going back to normal. I'm sorry to break the news. I'm sorry. Some of you are like, no, I was just waiting. No, they're not going to go back to normal. And the reason they're not going back to normal is because I believe that the era on earth changed. The era on earth changed. But as the era on, how many of you know that God already knew what was going to happen before it happened? How many of you know that in Isaiah 60, which is, I believe is a very poignant scripture for you guys, it says, deep darkness will cover the earth, but the glory of the Lord will rise upon you, is risen upon you. And I want to encourage you, we're not looking at the darkness, we're partnering and aligning with the word from heaven and seeing the glory of the Lord rising on this church in this hour. And it says, kings will come to your light, or nations will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. And that is, I believe, what the Lord is speaking over this house that there will be kings come to the brightness of your rising. And I just want to encourage you in this whole concept right now that this is where we're walking. This is where I believe, and, and and at Field of Dreams where we are, this is exactly where we're tracking. So when I'm listening to you guys, ah, oh, didn't you find that as well when you're talking to them? Tracking in exactly the same way. And I want to encourage you that it's not going to just be us, but there will be many other congregations and who will also be in a place uh, tracking in the same way. And it's literally going to be like a Judges 1 partnership in the realm of the Spirit. You don't need to be next door. It's like a Judges 1 partnership in the realm of the Spirit where there is a consistent championing in order that someone would be able to take their allotted inheritance in God and fulfill what God is speaking to them in each season. And this is where it is. But it's not just going to be corporate. It's going to be individual. You see, as a son or daughter of the king, you are called to help unlock people. Creation itself is waiting, waiting uh, in Romans 8, in eager expectation. And it says actually to be released from the bondage and decay that it's been under. Why? How? Because it's waiting to be brought into, wow, I you feel that, just go, the glorious liberty of the sons of God. And as a son, as a mature son in God or daughter, if you, if you prefer me to say that today, you are in a place where you carry the keys to see not just people be brought... Wow, I can just... It's happened again. Okay, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Norma, stand up for a second. She's like... Bianca's like, yes, get out of God. <laughs> if you don't mind, I'm not going to put you on the spot apart from this and with all the live stream. <laughs> And so, so, uh, Norma, I just, I had a vision for you this morning. And this vision I had was, had this story when Elisha helps the king and he's talking to, uh, I don't know, it's just just before he dies. And and Elisha helps him guide the arrow out the window and talking about the victory. I'm not going to read the whole scripture for for time's sake, but I want to encourage you in this. I felt the, he says to the, he says to the king as a prophet, he says, no, no, you only struck the ground three times. You should have kept on striking the ground. Because the more you strike the ground with the arrow, the more victories you're going to get. And I felt the Lord say that, Norma, you're going to help the kings to know how to obtain victory in this next season. And I believe it's going to it's gonna be strategic alliances with multiple leaders and people that carry weight in this city, in this nation. And you're going to help them get the victory. I really believe that you can actually show them how to shoot the arrow successfully. And the arrow is according to prayer. And I believe that the Lord is saying that there is going to be something of a prayer initiative that comes on you that actually leads and guides people in how to pray, decree, and see things land from heaven onto earth to bring transformation. And I believe that the Lord is saying that people are literally going to come alongside them. And you're going to not just help them with the bow and arrow, but you're going to grab their hand with the arrow in it, and you're going to keep striking the ground for them in order that they would continually get the victory in this next season. I just want to bless you with that. And so let's just pray for Norma just for one second. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word. We thank you, God, that she is designed to show the kings how to get victory in this next season. And, Father, we thank you right now that you are right now anointing her for purpose like never before. There is a new season. It's a new day. And so, Father, we honor her. And we thank you, God, that there will be a new release over her as the senior leader and the senior leaders of this house. Father, we thank you that they are at the front, that they are at the front. And we honor those who are at the front and we thank you god that as she steps even more this is it i just see you stepping up and then sprinting father as she moves faster across the front line father we thank you that many more would come alongside and support her as she shows them how to get victory but also as they as a company show other companies of believers how to get victory over not just their circumstances but over the territories that they're being asked to take in jesus name and everybody said. Amen. Bless you, Norma. Thank you for letting me do that. Awesome. Okay. Is everyone doing okay? So, we are at right now in this time where God is saying, are you ready to take this next step? And what does it mean? Does that mean you're not already taking a step? No. But I do believe that it's a time where everything is starting to move and move differently. You can just feel Do you just feel that right Woo. Come on. Exactly. Well, she's ready. I'm sure. <laughs> and this is what it's all about. And I feel like the Lord is saying, "Incline your ear to me and eat what is good." Yeah, that's good. That's good yeah. You see, in Isaiah 55, it it it's actually let's put it up. Let's let's put up Isaiah 55, uh, verse. Let's go from one to three. I actually wasn't gonna, but let's put it up. And uh, this is what I feel like the Lord is. Encouraging this congregation in because sometimes you want something practical, don't you? Like, okay, that was really good. Yeah, we're taking territory. Then you go home and you go back to ELC and whatever else. But before that, I do that, I'm going to tell you a funny story. Just, just take it down for one second. Um, uh, and I want to share this because I feel like it's actually, I'm not just going to share the story, but I, I think it's poignant for the now. And okay, so on the 27th of December, I decided to take my little boy, Asher, to a skateboard park now. I don't know if any of you have ever been to a skateboard park before but with your children. Hands up if you've ever been to one. I don't know why they're so hard, but they're made of concrete. Anyway, so I'm in the skateboard park, and I used to be a very relatively good skateboarder. Stay humble, Dale. I used to be humble. I used to be a relatively good skateboarder when I was younger, and so I used to be into steps and rails, and really. I was really into skating. And so what happened was, that I grabbed my Pau Peralta skateboard, which I had purchased just a few months before because I thought I was going to get back into skateboarding again. And I just remember grabbing it, and Belinda, my wife, said, "Okay, let's go down to the skateboard park, let's take the kids with us. And so we got on the bikes, we got all the bikes down, we got them in the car, we went down to the skateboard park, and the kids started to ride the bikes, but I wasn't interested in the kids. I was interested in how amazing I was going to be on the skateboard bowl. This was far more interesting to me. And so the kids were there and she goes, Daryl, where are the kids? I go, Don't worry, I can see them, it's fine. And then I'm skating and i make a little friend. There's like a 12-year-old kid there and he's a skater with a backwards hat. He's cool as, you know. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm feeling like, not that I'm trying to hang with 12-year-olds, but it was a reliving of my youth for a moment. Anyway, so I start to do a couple of tricks and I can see that he's obviously going, wow, this, this, this guy looks a bit too old to do this. And, and slightly maybe overweight to do it because the board was bending quite a lot and, 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 and I'm trying to do this thing. Anyway, so I go down and then Belinda, I ride right up to the top, the 12-year-old's there and I'm, I'm like showing off a little bit and, and, and Belinda shouts up from the bottom of the skateboard park, you're not 14 anymore, you know. Anyway, so I look to the little boy and I said once a skater, to the 12 year old, once a skater, always a skater. I said, I'm 41. I'm and I said, and she doesn't really understand, does she? I said, I, you're either a skater or you're not for life. And he went, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. So then I thought, upon this, I'm gonna do the best <laughs> trick I've ever done. So now I dropped down on the concrete skateboard ramp. And I somehow managed to launch off the other side. Now, this is 30 seconds after Belinda said, you're not 14 anymore, and I'm launching. Now, what happened was, that on a skateboard, one of the things is it's really good to have two feet on the board. This is what I've learned over the years, and now I did not have two feet on the board. I only had one foot on the board, but I was still in the air, and I'm like, okay, this isn't, this isn't good. So anyway, so one foot landed on the board, And it went this way, and my other foot, I decided to wear very good shoes that day that wouldn't move, so the other foot just stuck on the concrete. And all I heard was (laughs) And I was like, oh no. And then anyway, and then I roll down the skateboard thing. Now, I'm lying there trying not to be sick, trying not to faint was my biggest thing. I was like, okay, I'm gonna pass out and everything else. And Belinda's just annoyed, get up and do whatever. Now, my temperature went to about hundred and something, and I'm so hot that I start, and don't visualize this, I start taking all my clothes off. Because I thought to myself, if I don't take my clothes off, I'm gonna pass out. Like, I was so hot. So anyway, and she just shouts from the other side of the skateboard park. She's coming up, she's really annoyed at me. She just said, you're not 14 anymore. She's not annoyed, she goes, put your clothes back on now. I'm in the middle of a skateboard park. Some old guy stripping off in the middle of a skateboard park. Put them back on now. And I shouted back, I will not put my clothes on. (laughs) Why? Because my temperature had gone through the roof. Anyway, after about one minute, we had to take me to the emergency room and found out that I tore my hamstring a grade three up towards my glute but didn't tear it off the bone. The most painful thing I've ever experienced. Now, I've been in pain and I heard that childbirth is bad, but this was pretty bad. So I'm hobbling and moving and doing all the and doing all this stuff, and then I have to sit on my sofa for 17 days. Now I went out and went to eat with crutches, and then I had to be restored, and I'm still in in the process. It's a, it's a healing healing time. So why am I telling you that story? Because this is only very recent, and I'm walking fine now because God's good. But but what's interesting is this, and and I was thinking about it this morning, I thought, oh no, I don't mind tell that story. But the Lord spoke to me about the story, and this is really interesting. Now, when the pain came, they asked me at the hospital, do you want some morphine? (laughs) Now, I wouldn't like to say I'm partial to morphine because I don't take it. But I did have a past and I thought to myself, and the Lord said, No painkillers. And I said, No! I want, I want my painkillers. And he said, No painkillers. Nothing for your whole recovery. That's what the Holy Spirit said to me. And I'm like, and I'm going, and I'm in really, really bad pain. Anyway, but then I realized if I stayed still, because I want you to, I want to explain something to you. If I didn't move it, the pain was zero. If I moved it, the pain was. I mean, at that stage, 10 out of 10, it was um, excruciating. Couldn't sit in the car, couldn't sit down, couldn't sit on the toilet. You don't read into that. Anyway, and so so this is really interesting. So I um, make a decision that I won't even take a Panadol for the whole time of recovery because the Lord told me not to. Did I want a Panadol? Absolutely I wanted one. Did I want some painkillers? Of course I did. But I made a decision not to do it because the Lord told me to. And I started to get healed very quickly. But, well... 17 days quickly after 17 days it just switched and i was like oh wow i actually feel better now and so so the reason and i want to i want to explain something to you now let's put isaiah 55 verse verse 1 up i want to explain to you why i'm sharing that story not because it's just funny and i want you to think about how stupid i am sometimes Ho, everyone or ho, everyone who thirsts come to the waters and you who have no money come by and eat yes come buy wine and milk without money without price We're going to jump down four verses. Why do you spend money for what is not bread and your wages for what does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me and eat what is good and let your soul delight itself in abundance. Just leave it there. Let your soul delight itself in abundance. It's really interesting. Now, the reason that I wasn't able, the reason that God didn't want me to take any painkillers was because he knew how I function and for me no pain let's just start moving the first thing that I we had one of our um, interns actually come to my house to drop off some cream or something I can't remember even why she came but she came into the house and I was lying on the bed and she came into the room and she started laughing one of the interns from the church laughing and I was sitting there going you're laughing at me why are you doing she goes I've never ever seen you stand still I've never seen you, this is the first time. She couldn't get over it. And then I had multiple other people saying, wow, this is really good. Now, why am I saying this? Because what's the good thing about not taking painkillers when you injure yourself? This is really simple. Why is the good, what is the good thing? If you're an active person, what's a good thing about not taking painkillers? I'm sorry for anyone that has to take painkillers on a regular, what is it? What, sorry? It makes the pain stop, doesn't it? Yeah. But what it does, first of all, so painkillers make the pain stop. But if I don't take painkillers, first of all, it slows me down. Why? Because if I move it, it hurts. Okay. But if I stopped moving it, do you know what the diagnosis was from every person I went to? And there, some of them, I'm sure, uh, there need to be some movement. Don't move. Don't move at that vi- at the torn stage. Don't move at the torn stage. Now, otherwise, I've been to other people and they say, you were supposed to exercise, you were supposed to move. Like, it doesn't matter. I went to three doctors. It doesn't even matter. But what I'm saying is this. They said don't move and I decided not to move. And what happened is because I took killer, didn't take painkillers, it limited my movement. It limited how much I extended and thus they said six months and you'll be able to get back and this is the 27th. It's about seven weeks, four, f- 49 days and I'm moving. It was on a Sunday, actually at 10.30, so there you go. Um, And I'm moving, the pain level is probably 1 out of 10 at the most, and I can walk and whatever. Now, I really believe that that's accredited to me not taking painkillers or high-end in order that I would be able to feel what movement I could have. This is really interesting. In 2020, the world changed. In March 2020, how many of you know that that's true? Wow. Okay. None of you think that the world changed. The world actually changed. There was this thing called COVID-19 that happened. I'll just, in case you weren't around. But what happened was that the whole world changed, and when the whole world changed, the church was tested. And I'll tell you why the world was tested. Because, uh, sorry, the church was tested. I'll tell you why. Because what happened was when people couldn't come to church and get their fix, as it were, on a Sunday you started to see how their internal worlds were tracking with God when they were at home. It's really interesting. So you go, oh, no, what do you mean? Well, let me tell you what I mean. How many of you know it's really easy to sit at home and watch a service? Oh, you guys don't think that's easy. Okay, I think it's really easy. You can can go in. I can watch a church service in my gym jams. With my and really really be real. Yeah, you worship a bit, but you know the phone rings and you go, hold on, just my toast just popped and you go, Sha ra ba 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 and then you you know you're doing whatever and then you're sitting there and you're watching the church service from the weekend and this is not anyone here but the church down the road and I know that 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 you know, the preaching comes on, you got got, how, how's Claude's message? Ah, oh, yes, yeah, good, good message. It's a good message. But you know what? I'm in the middle of that series on Stan, and I know, I wonder what ha- The enemy starts to come into your mind, you like, and then suddenly, Claude goes off, and Stan comes on. You're like, how are you doing? You're watching your, your, and I'm not saying this is anyone, I'm being, I'm being uh, facetious, I'm exaggerating your point. So what happens is that we have this testing that happens of where we are and what our hearts are in. Now, this is what happened in March 2020. In March 2020, and people have been doing this for many, many years, but in March 2020, what happened was as stuff started to shift and move in our world, the distraction and the anesthetic was released at the same time as everything was shut down. And so what happened was that people started to drink or eat or take or receive the anesthetic for COVID-19 and the anesthetic that came for COVID-19 was this is really real this is really but your answer is this we can be saved and it was not people in the world or the governments or that and I'm not having a go at anyone I'm very pro pro people you know and pro premiers. like I've got no issue like I pray for we pray for our leaders but what happened was that none of them, I never heard my premier or your premier or any of the premiers ever say, okay, the solution now is everyone needs to get into God. Did you hear them say that? Did you hear Gladys come on and go, get ready, Jesus? We just need Jesus right now. No, she didn't, did she? And But I wanna encourage you in something. What happened was that we, in conjunction with the world shutting down, which was a demonic agenda to stop the church from worshiping because of the season that we're coming into, In conjunction with that happening, I'm not saying that COVID's not real. Just hear what I'm saying, though. Follow follow the trail. I'm a circular preacher. And so what happens is we're in this place and everything starts to shut down. And then, I don't know if you guys saw this, but people started to capitalize on what it was to not move because people started to lock down. Hey, it's all about Zoom. We think that maybe, that maybe the pandemic was caused by Zoom and Skype, you never know. But the reality is that what happened was our world changed completely and we started to get an option of an anesthetic. And the anesthetic was the best thing for you to do is to stay at home, stay safe, and then you will not feel the pain of what's really happening. You see, the reality is that we should be in absolute uproar with what's happening. Absolute uproar. Why? Because the church hasn't come to the table, and I include myself in that. But what do you mean the church hasn't? We went aloud. The church hasn't come to the table. In every pandemic in history, men and, women of, men and women of God, whatever it took, prayed, got into hospitals, and cleared the hospital wards out. Every pandemic in history, they went in and they cleared wards out. We don't see those things happening. I include myself in that, so don't in any way. You go, you don't understand, we can't be arrested. I feel like what happened is we had lost the revelation that we carry more power than COVID, that we carry more power. How how many of you know that this is real? But what happens is that we decided the best thing to do was to continually take the anaesthetic of what we're supposed to be doing and therefore we can't feel the pain. Now, I'm telling you right now, and I'm not having a go at any of your... uh, like we have, we've had lo- restrictions and non-restrictions and everything else. But let me tell you this. How many of you like wearing a mask in church? What does wearing a mask stop you, stop you from doing? Breathing. Praising. Praising, singing. How many of you know that you are called, your voice has power? How many of you, kn- you know that God, the enemy sorry, would love to shut your voice down? What's a good way of doing that? Oh, that's a really... Really good, isn't it? Well, what should we do? Well, he the thing is, you go, no, 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 it's, it, the masks were everywhere. They were cinemas, they were everywhere else. The enemy doesn't care about cinemas. He will put an agenda through everything to shut the voice of the church. He, the, mo- the thing he's most worried about is worship that's i'm not even joking so he will jump on the back whether it's of his origin or not he will jump on the back of anything he can to shut the mouth of the church that the sh- the voice of the church won't go forward and let me tell you that, uh, sorry won't be released because the church is the very thing that is the answer to covid19 there isn't like, i'm telling you right now now what's the other restriction that was put in very 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 common one social dis what does that mean you can't can't touch people they will lay hands on the sick and the sick will recover oh we're not allowed to touch people and we're not allowed to sing see COVID was advancing and the enemy said I'm going to stop the church from being able to be the answer see the reality is that to pray for the sick we really do need to lay hands on them you have virtue within you and the way you release virtue is by physical touch and let me tell you this right now, we get we, uh, some people, and not maybe no one here, and I'm sure no one here, but we would be nervous to touch people, whereas Jesus would have lepers surrounding him, and he would touch them, they would be healed. He never once came across and went, oh my goodness, I'm I, checking his skin, I guarantee you, Jesus never checked his skin after being with a leper, guarantee you. Now, I'm not, well, I'm like, no, because he's God, and he knows who he is. And he said, I'm not even doing what I'm doing. I'm doing what the Father's doing. And he said that when I go to the Father, you will do everything that I've been doing and even greater things because I go to the Father. And I want to encourage you in this. And I'm not saying we all go out and lay hands on everybody. We all go. But we are right now in a season. This is the word of the Lord now. This is the word of the Lord. We are in a season and it's called take the window. And there will be a window where you can praise. And there will be a window where you can travel. And there will be a window... Where you can do whatever you do, take the window. You know why? Because the windows are going to be opening and closing. I heard the Victoria shut down for, f- for five days, the day before yesterday. Why am I here? Was there a restriction between Sydney and here? Absolutely. I was supposed to have something prior. And what happened? I prayed and I said to Bianca, I said, we're going to come. Phil said the same thing, that it will be lifted before we came. When did it lift? Yesterday lifted yesterday, so when I go home, I've got. what is it? The Lord said, now. Am I saying there might be more COVID in New South Wales? I'm sure there will be. I'm sure there will be in South Australia, because we're not at the end. Does that make sense? I'm not prophesying it. No more COVID in Jesus' name, and then something comes, and but you said no more COVID. In. I'm just saying to you guys, we have to wake up and understand that we're in a different season, but we are the answer. We are the answer. And if we can't fight for freedom now, when are we going to fight for it? When we finish the series on Netflix, is that when you're going to fight for it? I'm not saying, when I say you, don't think, I'm not rebuking you. I'm talking openly. When that Netflix season is finished, is that when you're going to fight for it? When are you going to fight for it? What does it look like? as a church and I'm not saying we do everything right I'm not in any way saying that We're, every church has got its issues but as a church when and I know that you guys did something similar when stuff started to come in Todd was like we are meeting right till the end and I must, and he established established sorry a crazy intercessory group in the middle of that and he said we are going to push back everything for our state and we saw some amazing thing happen, things happen in South Australia. And I believe that partly it was because, not just our church, but churches had dedicated themselves to prayer. And I know that I know you've seen the same here. I know you've seen the same here. But what I'm saying is this. Why am I telling you that? Because that was the answer. And people go, oh, no, 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 blah, blah, blah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, praise the Lord, allowed to go home tonight and go to a 12-year-old's birthday party. I'm allowed to do that. There was times in the last few months where I wasn't allowed to do that. Isn't that interesting? Why? I believe it's because the church has been praying. And I believe that Australia is a forerunning nation designed to help the world, not just through our strategy. Because I was speaking to my brother two days ago. My grandmother just passed away. And I spoke to my brother, my brother two days ago. Um, no, it wasn't two days. Yesterday, wasn't it? the phone to my brother yesterday and he was saying everybody is looking to Australia because we had 462 deaths everyone's looking to Australia and he was going well wow, the quarantine systems really working everything else and I was looking and I was going oh gosh it's not just that it's not just that and I'm sure that there's part of it I give I, like it is what it is you know you can't catch something and whatever else whatever you believe I'm not gonna go into that but I believe it's because there was an uprising of the church To pray and push back what the enemy was doing. And I want to encourage you that people are looking all over the world to Australia and say, How did they do it? We want to do it like them. And I feel like shouting back over the nations and saying, We didn't do it. We partnered with God to see our nation safe and secure. And And I'm not saying that things haven't happened here. But we are blessed to be here. We have levels of liberty. My brother's in the UK and he cannot go anywhere. Nothing. Everything's shut. But we, even with our little snap circuit breaker lockdowns, we still have freedom now. And we need to take the window that we have right now. I don't know, it might last 20 years before something else comes in. It might last 27 days. We don't know what things are going to look like. But while you can meet, we meet. While you can pray publicly and together we pray. While you have the opportunity to lay hands on the sick, you lay hands on the sick. You do everything within, within a place of legal, uh, a legal. Well, I'm not even going to go into that because I'm into constitutional rights at the moment. But the reality is, you've got to do what you've got to do. And as a Christian and a believer, you have to understand in this house that this house is being called to take territory that's been allotted to them in this season in conjunction with Isaiah 61 proclaiming liberty to the captives. And this is your mission and your mandate in this season. See, God will work with whosoever will. What if you are the one that God wants to anoint and appoint to see breakthrough in multiple cases of sickness? What if you're the one? What if you are the one? And I'm going to share with you. uh, Oh, no. And so I just feel like the Lord is saying, in this time, what does it look like for you? And what am I asking you to do? And so Isaiah 55 and we talked about the numbing or the anesthetic that came and that didn't allow the church and people to actually really feel the pain of what was going on. But I want to look at that specifically in the context of the church. Because I, for one, spoke to many, many pastors over the years, uh, over the time, sorry, over the last year. And I heard things like this come out of the pastor's mouths. I'm so glad this is happening. This is giving me a sabbatical. And I was like, you've taken the anesthetic. And I'm telling you right now, and they might even stream this, this, that was not the agenda. God uses things to bring people rest. I'm not trying to say that. But for us to not feel the pain deep in our core of what has happened in the last year means we have taken some kind of pain relief as the church to not understand who we are and that we carry the answer for what's going on. See, I was looking for the fragrance of this is happening now, but we will push back against what's going on. And I'm not saying this, I'm not saying, yeah, well, let's, okay, let's push back against the government. Our war isn't against flesh and blood, it's about prince and principalities and powers in co- and cosmic forces in invisible places. And the reality is that when the church pushes back, the things shift in the spirit and then announcements are made. And I'm not saying that this was due to prayer, but I want to give you an example. South Australia went into a five-day lockdown. Was it five days, six days? Six-day lockdown, and we all rushed to the thing, and we did because if I'm going to be at home, and I was, I was obviously I'm going to buy to it, so I got went and stocked up in all the essentials that I needed, probably toilet paper like everyone else. (laughs) And I remember Belinda go, okay, grab this, grab this, grab this. No panic, not at all. Went home, and and we were praying, and I remember Todd saying, we're just going to pray because this is ridiculous. What happened after three days revealed that there was a lie, and our, lift, our lockdown got lifted after three days, not six days, and everyone's free to do what they want to do. And we go back to church because the lockdown was going to be over one church service. So we're back to church. Or did we? yeah? I can't remember what happened. But the reality is this: what does that look like? What was that? Did, did we miss one church service? Oh, we missed one. Sorry. But the reality is this: that what happened was that there was a. So I don't want to give you misinformation. I apologise. But what, what, what I want to show you is this, that just because something is put in place by man, when we shift something in the spirit world, the earth has to yield to what's happened in the spirit. Do you understand? And complaining about all the things that are going on is unfitting for believers. Because our default has to be that we are prophetic solutionists. Released on earth right now, like Esther 4.14, born for such a time as this. God knew that you, you could have been born in the middle, the, the middle Ages. You could be born in any era in history. You could, you could have been born in the 1800s, 1700s, any era in history. But God knew that you would be born now and he knew what would be happening on the earth. Therefore, he has equipped you and all of us for every good work in this season. And he's saying, and this is the good work that I'm calling Living Grace to, Field of Dreams to, to all my church to in this era, my church globally. This is the good work to push back the enemy's devices and see those who have been restricted, released, and wow, to set at liberty the oppressed. To set at liberty the oppressed. Everyone say this, to set at liberty the oppressed. And that is who the church is and that is who you are. Don't forget it. In Jesus' name. And everybody say it. Amen. Let's give the Lord just a shout. Come on. A shout. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. You are wonderful, God. You are amazing, God. We love you and we honor you in Jesus' name. Come on. Everybody say it together. Amen. Awesome. I'm done. So That's awesome. Bless you guys. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, why don't you give um, why don't you give Daryl <laughs> round Thanks, Daryl, that was so good. You know, um, if that didn't wake us up, I don't know what will. What will? Thank you, Jesus. You know, I said to Daryl a little while back. I think I preached a message called "Wakey, Wakey." <laughs> and really, and Daryl said something in- interesting. This post covid reality has caused people to to slumber that's the truth people have been slumber some haven't but a lot have and i said to him he's preached (laughs) such an amazing message i'm just here there was so much meat in that i'm gonna need to arise but i said there was a little bit like i said there was a place and i said i shared this while i was preaching and you know we're being real here this is good be real And um, I said there was no win in leadership during this COVID time. And unless you've been in my position, you really can't understand that. It's only a thought of what it would be like. Just I just want to say this. That's the reality. You're not in my shoes. I'm not in your shoes. I don't know what it's like to be in your shoes, really. Unless I've experienced or gone through what you have. I haven't had a tear there, mate. I don't know what it's like. It wouldn't be very nice, but I've had a tear here, and that's not nice. So I can relate a little bit. Yours is far greater. And I said to him, there was no win, because if you took a stance of faith, which is the right stance in essence, because there's a greater law that we are to abide to. And then people say, oh, you're not being wise, but the wisdom of God is foolishness to man. And you can think right now, and whatever thoughts entered your mind can either be, I understand what you're, what you're saying right now, or you can be, you know, while we're sitting here, there's, there, there's realms and there's principalities. Yes, even in a church sometimes, there can be thoughts going through your head. And you have to bring every thought captive into the obedience of who? Christ Everything has to be filtered through Christ. Every word, everything must be filtered. Whatever Daryl, or whatever I share has to be filled. That's the measurement of everything. And you have to weigh it up. And we had such a great... You know, for those who weren't here last night, you, you missed something special. I want to tell you, you missed something special. Such great teaching also on the prophetic and being a company of not only prophetic people, but discernment. Sometimes you need to push through and go to, you know, sometimes you have to just go to everything. I know I'm I'm sort of lingering here a little bit on some things, but do you remember the seasons where you were so hungry and thirsty for the things of God that you went to absolutely everything, and this is on, you just went, and this is on, you just went, because you just needed more. You needed to hear, and you know what? And it was in those times that you still managed to do everything. You managed to share with people I remember every day I would be sharing with someone. There wasn't one day, not one day, I remember those days, not one day went by. And you know what? I still managed to do everything. But here's the thing. My reality was this. I had chosen God and not the world. You cannot serve two masters. That's the reality. You cannot. You'll either be loyal to one or the other. We're in such a season, and Darrow has come to unlock something. And I pray you have ears to hear what the Spirit's saying. Yeah, Daryl, please. I just. Yeah.
2: That's good. Well, the Lord just told me to finish, and then he said, No, 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 stay, because this is, the, this is what Claude had to release. Does that make sense? I'm like, Okay. The Lord just said, Just pause and just. When I was saying about Isaiah 55, it says, Incline your ear to me and eat what is good eat what is good that means that you can incline your ear to something and eat what is bad that's right. how many of you know that's true and what god is saying in this time how many of you know it's just good be, to be obedient to the spirit of the lord yeah. how many of you know that it's about this is exactly what, why he did that i didn't even see see what he was doing we're in a season right now that the lord is saying it's time to take territory in yeah. family
0: yeah. Come on. exactly
2: that's right. I'm like, why am i getting off the stage because I hadn't finished, and he goes, "You finished. Just get down for a second, Claude." Because this is family, Come on. and this is what it looks like to take territory in family. You see, Judah is praise. Simeon was God is listening, yeah, and what God is saying is He's saying that we are in a season right now of alignment, yeah. and He's aligning people all over Australia and yeah. all over the world who have heard the sound yeah, of to advance. They've heard the call to advance and they understand that we are in a season of militancy. So I'm going to ask everyone to stand up yeah, right now.
0: The team up.
2: This isn't going to take long, but sometimes God has to arrest you. Because-